Yeah. <laughs> it's all staying in. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Storybook Cafe. That's Nicola. And that's Amy. And today we are, we are, and Puscat, yep. are talking about um, representations of mental health in fiction and stuff. Yay! Woo! Your great idea from last last time. <laughs> and last year, in fact. Oh, no. I know. Oh, weird. Just, does 2021 feel different to you, or is it the same? <laughs> same old, same old here. Yeah, it's the same, except I get the date wrong now. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh god yeah pretty much Tr- trying to decipher emails like do you mean 2020 or do you mean 2021 or <laughs> yeah because either this is really late or <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you saying <laughs> yeah it's always uh it's always that fun confusing part of the new year we've made a big deal out of it and then realized that it's actually only about 12 hours on from <laughs> Oh my before. god, it's going to be a whole new year. No, it's exactly mm-hmm. the same. That's no. how time works. And most importantly, happy new lockdown. Yay! Ah, <laughs> oh, love a new lockdown. Oh, yeah. Lockdown three. This time it's till March, definitely. <laughs> you know? Um, I just, I don't think these sequels are really living up to the first one. Really not, no. No, no. There was a sense of kind of panicked, you know, sort of momentum to the first one. And now it's just like, oh, this again. The chaotic energy has sort of dimmed a bit. Yeah. Chaotic, but people just don't care anymore. (laughs) I do. I do still think they did the right thing. Mm. At the same time as hating them for doing the right, <laughs> for doing it, it's still like yeah, and this needed to have happened, but also oh, <laughs> but yeah, and also also if you'd have fucking done it the first time around properly, yeah. maybe we wouldn't have had it, would we? Well, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So, tell me about your um favorite fiction books that represent mental health characters in fun, exciting ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just trying to think. <laughs> um, oh my god, asking questions. No, ah, don't oh. do that. We're supposed um, to just slide into the topic by chance. I know. <laughs> oh, um, so one of my faves is um, a book called Forest Born mm. by Shannon Hale, ah. and it's the last book in a series. The series is called The Books of Bayern. Mm. Um but you can sort of read them on their own. It's not, like, there are interlinking characters, but yeah. not in, and you, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is in the fantasy genre. I... So this is, yes, yeah. fantasy. Yeah. And um, this, um, the Forest Born book, um, the main character is a girl called Rin, and it's sort of a coming-of-age story her brother in the last book in the previous book he went on an adventure that followed him mm. and so you sort of see her reaction to him coming back after having this adventure Ooh. and not really sure where she fits in at home because she's um she feels like she's done bad things in the past mm. but can't quite reconcile what how those sort of feelings have made her feel 
Mm. And so she's just lost her way in the world. And I think it's a really, even though it doesn't sort of, you know, explicitly say this person has depression. Yeah. I think it's a really nuanced and um, sensitive portrayal of, you know, a teenager not quite sure where she is in the world, but also not quite sure who she is herself. Mm. And I mean, the first chapter just makes me cry because I'm like, oh, "Oh my God, this is exactly how I felt as a teenager. And I'm sure that's probably how most people feel as well, because teenage experiences are horrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but yeah, I think it's a really good portrayal of not just being a teenager, but being a teenager with depression and not quite sure how to put words to that. Mm. Yeah, that like being a teenager is definitely crap on its own and then yeah. it's also one of the times where mental illness is most likely to develop mm-hmm. so but also you're you're less likely to be able to be aware enough of what that means and That's what it feels like yeah I think a lot of it is sort of like it's the power of words and mm. putting words to emotions putting words to just what you want in life but not demanding if that makes sense sure god being a teenager is shit isn't it oh god you would not pay me the amount of money (laughs) any amount of money to ever go back no because no fucking way god like (laughs) because also it's really shit to do because you don't know who you are and you don't know how you feel and you don't know how to express how you feel if you do figure out how you feel everything is different it all changes all the time you change all the time your friends all change all the time and there's the whole teenagers are pricks thing which sometimes yeah that's true but also it's just really hard so like you're just Mm. kind of battling a load of really difficult stuff and yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just yeah it's it's really um it's not good it's it gets it i just feel like it for everybody it gets better i don't know if i think there's some people who have a nostalgia for their teenage years but i think that they're either very lucky or they have like plastered over the (laughs) yes yeah the actual sort of really bad moments yeah definitely or maybe like people who don't necessarily develop super well emotionally Mm. but who now have adult problems along with like a teenage way of looking yeah. at the world, which I can imagine also is is not fun oh, but also god, you know no. not fun to to work with <laughs> but yeah god oh bless teenagers the poor confused angry people <laughs> like I mean working with them as mm. well I'm just sort of like oh my god no but then also I'm like I know how it feels to be going through that but also you're mean <laughs> you're really mean but also i know that you like can't help it but also no yeah definitely (laughs) i feel intimidated by your presence (laughs) (laughs) who do you think that is uh, there we go he just went outside and came back in and gets confused sometimes (laughs) (laughs) don't we all yes I feel like that, that's a proper metaphor for being an adult. That's so true. It's like, I think I know where I am, but I don't, I'm not sure. I'm just going to shout for a bit and see if someone comes <laughs> to help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah. Oh, Mister, come here. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your friend the radiator will help. Radiators are are a good help. Yeah, I think his friend the radiator is currently helping. That's better, isn't it? That's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this um, since you last mentioned it, mm. and I thought um, Six of Crows has got a pretty like yes, yeah, comprehensive range, hundred <laughs> percent of like trauma and addiction yeah. and like just kind of how how people in particular yeah how people deal with trauma in different mm. ways and what coping strategies they use and all of that sort of thing like how their personality and the trauma kind of meld together mm. to create how they respond and again teenagers exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> bringing back the teenagers yeah but i would say six of crows it's a bit more of a mature sort of developed way of they um yeah. I don't feel like it's as confused as um like I would say just comparing it with Forest Born because that's what we've just mentioned. Yeah, sure. Um Forest Born is a very sort of confused way of looking at things, whereas Six of Crows, they sort of they have a grip on what has affected them and mm. even though obviously the books are sort of them working through those traumas and you know mental health issues or you know whatever well they're still stuck in it aren't they that's the yeah. thing I think is that is very is different is that sometimes if you've got a book where somebody's got the space to mm. kind of be in that post-trauma thing but I think you can <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> you can have PTSD while also still having trauma yes and that kind of because <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like because they have very adult lives because of mm-hmm. being characters who live in a very dangerous world yes, and yeah. um, have to grow up mm-hmm. very fast in some ways. Mm-hmm. They sort of yeah, they definitely don't have that same level of like teen confusion and vulnerability because they can't. They've definitely got that kind of outer shell. Mm. Um, yeah, they kind of they know what they're they, doing. Yeah, they 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 know the hurt that's come at them from the city. Mm. So they know the reasons for the trauma. Yeah, and it's it's quite but, yeah, it's a yeah. less it's a less kind of um yeah, it's a less what's my place in the world because they have a very mm. distinct and specific goal throughout yes. the yeah. two books. And, um, which is, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> magic, fantasy, um, like, high stakes. Yeah, I, I, um, what was it? <laughs> what did I, the one of the, on the blurb, one of the reviews called it something, it was something like Game of Thrones meets, um, Ocean's Eleven or whatever it's called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much. I mean, Game yeah. of Thrones is a little bit sort of like, it's not medieval fantasy. It's more sort of like steampunky, Victorian. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. So it's that sort of point, isn't it? it's a heist. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's magic and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they don't get me to write those things. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah. So it's a very different kind of. You're looking at it from a very different angle, and I think that it still speaks to a lot of people's experiences, mm-hmm. both in terms of like trying to um, deal with things which are very difficult and ongoing, and mm-hmm. you don't have a break, you don't have a chance to stop and figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's yeah, happened? Still, yeah, trying to work it through whilst mm. also dealing with all the internalized sort of pain and scars that have happened from things that happened obviously um in the past but the traumas just keep coming yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um because often that is a thing where when you're in it um you can you can deal with whatever's coming at you in that moment it's only when you actually stop that then all of it kind of crashes down and yeah overwhelms you oh god yeah um the other one that i was thinking of in particular for kind of ptsd style Mm. stuff is um the throne of glass series because yeah i think it's i've I've only read the first book of that because Uh, i could i couldn't get through it but fair enough that that's that's my thing not (laughs) (laughs) not anyone else's that's just my thing that's fine (laughs) well it's just that in the last book there's a very specific and sort of prolonged kind of yeah yeah Mm. like trauma which means that the character exhibits pretty serious ptsd symptoms yeah and um, it's very, I just remember reading it and thinking that's very accurate in terms of those mm. feelings of like you're um, panicky and super, super sensitive and triggered all the fucking time by just anything in life, <laughs> you know, mm. um, and that almost kind of hollowed out feeling of like, yeah, something very significant can feel make you feel like you it's completely changed. You've lost who who you are as a person yeah. through that and you're in on a it's about sort of trying to build yourself back up to mm. being it's, <laughs> yeah um sarah j mass that's the author yes. isn't it her um the court of thorns and roses series yes that that, that's got quite that's got quite similar um themes hasn't it with their um, mental health yeah definitely I think Uh, that one is also really again like a kind of like slightly harrowing accurate representation of how people respond and how also what's interesting in that is that it's the physical responses to ongoing trauma so like one of the characters gets really skinny and anxious when she's in a particular circumstance which she then the changing that circumstance in almost immediately yeah improves some of how she's feeling and therefore kind of how she um her her, like physical health and like it's um it's quite significant about kind of especially exploring mental health in terms of sometimes so obviously like it is in your head and you carry it with you but also The, the physical side effects of those sort of things yeah and and that situation changes can make a massive difference as well Mm. like if you can identify that it is a particular thing within a current situation that is causing a lot of the The, stress yeah yeah and you can get out of that 
the difference is massive and like mm. you can build on that and and the fact that you can't you can't build on it if you don't have somewhere that feels safe to kind of recover and get over it um and that otherwise it's just going to keep piling up um yeah it's it's interesting how i mean i think it makes sense because obviously like in especially in sort of fantasy literature which we like to talk mm. about yeah. and read <laughs> <laughs> you've got a lot of um it's that kind of hero's journey thing that happens in a lot of the books where you know something bad happens and then the character has to deal with it but it tends to be something more on a grander scale it's something that can cause like the fate of an entire civilization to succeed or fail yeah it's it's not your kind of usual yeah um... it's not your everyday like should i make a cup of tea or not yeah exactly <laughs> Yes, he, he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, bus cat, but come sit by the, your friend the radiator. Good boy. <laughs> that's a good boy. Um... <laughs> yeah, so that's, I mean, I'm trying to think of whether I've read recently anything that's a little bit more kind of grounded in reality. Mm. Um, I was thinking about the uh, books... There's a there's a series of crime books. I think it's Karen McManus, but I want to um like This Lie Will Kill You is one of them. And there's two <laughs> there's two authors with two rain uh, like series of books which have got very similar covers. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's not it's not that because it's one of us is lying. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard that one. Um, now is that her one of us is lying yeah Karen McManus one of us is lying so that one is it's like a like a crime teenage crime Mm. fiction Um, it's really well written it's really well kind of there's a lot of good representation in it too and um, it's (laughs) it's like interesting because it's it's very much more grounded in reality in terms of like it's just high school kids who are all fucked up in their own special ways and <laughs> it's a it's about kind of um you know gossip and the effects of that on on people um and secrets and and kind of how to navigate that and I think that is really difficult when you're a young person and you everything feels like it is the most extreme emotion and um it kind of works it definitely kind of does a lot to do with like shame mm. and how shame controls you and the ways in which that affects your behavior and um that's really interesting kind of without giving without any spoilers <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just kind of that's more to do with people in a particular situation than it is to do with people who have got a specific yeah, mental health yeah. issue um but it's just kind of that looking at how it's like the other end of the spectrum where something which is extraordinary in terms of like our usual day-to-day experience like murder <laughs> you know <laughs> just just put it out there as an example <laughs> um but like the very very normal 
issues you deal with as a teenager and especially at the moment and you know kids these days with kids kids these days with their social medias and their internet it's so much harder it must be it must be terrible and oh god yeah just like the basement baseline level of anxiety when you're a teenager as well about like um yeah, what people think about you and yes the, that's the probably pressures, the worst thing like the pressures that you're under to conform to some sort of microcosm of society at school yeah and the fact that you can't get out of it mm. because you you have to go to school you have to go to a school even if you change school so you have to go to one and yeah. just that kind of um and the 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 big problem which is with people in general but teenagers in particular of like wanting to be part of the crowd and wanting to have mm feel like you belong in a group at a time when you don't feel like you belong anywhere because you don't know who you are and you're not confident enough to be able to say, actually, no, well, I don't think this is right and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, you know, call bullshit on some people's behaviour. Yeah. And then you're also trapped in this system which claims to support you and then often really doesn't. Because I remember also, like, teachers being shit mm. at cracking down on bullying. So they'd yeah, tell you, they'd be like, oh, we don't tolerate bullying. <laughs> And then you'd be like, okay, but like, or sometimes, you, don't, you do though. <laughs> or sometimes it was the teachers bullying you. Yes. And you're like, great. And you're like, thanks. You know, this is exactly what I needed. More fuel for the fire for everyone else around me. Yeah, this is ideal. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is a really difficult period of time anyway. So it's no surprise at all that that is when mental health issues start mm. to crop up. And I think also it makes sense from kind of my reading of a lot of YA books that yeah. it's definitely a lot more explicit in the most recently written ones. Yes, yeah. So definitely. not only is, yeah, there's definitely better like LGBTQ representation and people mm. from different backgrounds and all that kind of thing. So there's a more purposefully diverse um cast of characters mm. but also when it comes to both like depicting and describing mental health and also actually calling it sort of what it is it's that like general awareness is definitely in there so you can you can really tell the difference between like a very recent um young adult book especially if it is like grounded in reality a little bit more um versus like an older one I think yeah no I agree with you there I'm trying to think of it if there's any that I've again that I've read sort of recently so I'm not yeah. kind of trying to delve back into the <laughs> that's what I'm like I'm like oh my god what have I read recently but that I'm just thinking about you know because it it does as it was like there's a lot of good reasons for why mental health is represented in, in teen books whether or not it's explicitly sort of called that yeah but I don't know whether there's like a gap in in looking at it from adult literature or whether there's say, like yeah I I mean to be honest I don't read much adult literature <laughs> but um I was just thinking that um I think there's a bit of a 
there's a there's a I don't know whether this is this is true or not, but just what in, through what I've read, um, there definitely seems to be this sort of gap in uh, books about people who are probably kind of thirties ish, mm. maybe or like let's say like adults who aren't settled yet, yeah, who are still trying to find that they're definitely adults and not teenagers anymore. Mm. They've got sort of a better idea of who they are and what they want, but they're not settled yet, and they're still going through that, um, which isn't sort of in the like the kind of romance. Novel yeah, I was just about to say saga. very sort of um, that's you get that from sort of like a chick lit sort of way. Yeah, which obviously is is a side you can portray the romance sort of side of it or like say the family saga but mm. in a sense in a you know it settling doesn't just come from a romantic relationship so then it's just sort of i feel like a lot i mean there are some books that i have read which have got pretty which have represented mental illness but i wouldn't necessarily say it's the best they're just the tone is different the way they describe Mm -hmm. it is different it feels very much more like they're trying to be very kind of like and this is what this is and this is how it feels but it doesn't read like it's come from somebody who Who, has experienced it knows what or like or done their research sort of thing yeah in a way in a in a way that makes me feel like a lot of the Mm. young adult lit is is a lot further forward but that could as you say could just be because we haven't read them because it's not the genre that I prefer so it's that kind of vicious cycle Mm. I think where it's not the genre that I prefer because I don't find the representation I find them very a lot of them quite tropey yeah yeah but (laughs) at the same time that can mean that um you then don't read them, so you don't find anybody mm. different. I mean, there's been some... Um, so one of the books that I did read recently, which is... I think you'd... Yeah, you'd you'd kind of pop... You'd just put it into the kind of modern fiction mm. general category. Is Queenie? Yes, I've heard um, of that. <laughs> it's quite... A, it. <laughs> it's quite a difficult read, just because she's... The character she's portraying is, well, funnily enough, exactly the kind of thing that I was talking about where she's an adult, but she's still trying to figure out what's going on and she doesn't really know what, she kind of knows what she wants, but she's still a bit messed up and she's dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, And it is focused initially around a relationship that's just ended, but actually it's really more about friendships and other Mm. relationships and kind of almost like not getting hooked on on the dating romance side of it yeah um but it's it's almost i say it's hard to read because i just felt so kind of empathetic towards this character Mm. who feels very lost and and has really low self-esteem and you kind of spend the entire book thing going like oh my god you're so much better than this like you deserve so much better than how these people are treating you and like you keep kind of just wanting her to to kind of um be able to see that and you know and it's very very difficult 
to kind of read this character who you're totally on side mm-hmm. with, even though she's compl- she's totally flawed. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and you can definitely kind of be like, well, maybe that wasn't the best kind of decision or whatever. But, like, also, she's sort of a very resilient character who's also very vulnerable at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, she just kind of keeps getting shot down by people, even people in her life who are supposed to be the ones who care about her. And it's it's, you know, it's... It's. I think I, I ended up having to skim some of it because I was like, oh, I can't. <laughs> but I like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing where you're like, oh, I want to read it because I want to know. I want the story. Like, I need to engage with the story. Like, but also, like, I kind of it's pulling me in a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that there are like maybe there's emerging writers who are writing in mm. that way a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think it's funny how for me like i find the the books which are have something even like quite close hitting descriptions of trauma if they're set in a kind of more fantasy sort of world i find them a lot easier to read without feeling that way than i do Definitely, anything that's kind yeah. of more real world it's just like it's it just cuts a bit too close to the bone and you're like oh no this is oh no (laughs) (laughs) but then you know obviously that's the sign of a brilliant writer as well as somebody who well that's it who's just (laughs) yeah can um can make you feel those things (laughs) yeah it's just that there's you get that relief in fantasy where it's describing Mm. things that that are magical and fantastic and kind of go off on a different thing you get a bit of distance just Mm. by the setting not being like someone who could live next door to you (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) and like again similarly to that like there are also modern classic books which I can think of which are um they definitely represent people who have a variety of different issues (laughs) Mm. but again because of like the time they're very of their time hello really cut us off there my my, my tablet died oh no (laughs) (laughs) i'm back now yay (laughs) well it has given me a second to actually think about some of the other books floating around in my memory (laughs) and i just remembered one um one's called veronica decides to die um yeah so it's pretty like upfront about (laughs) theme wise um but it's interesting because it's written by um paolo i can never pronounce i can't remember coelho i uh he wrote um he's written a couple like the alchemist and other other books that sort of become very um sort of of a particular Mm. moment um and that's interesting because it's it's about a woman who basically like decides to kill herself just because she's she's become depressed through just the kind of like monotonous hopelessness of her day-to-day life and she can't figure out how to change it Mm. in any other way and um and then she ends up in an in an asylum and kind of learns how to want to live through not through having not died just by sort of good good fortune um 
But the reason it's so interesting is that Paolo Coelho actually spent time in that specific mental institution. Oh, gosh. Um, in, oh, I can't remember which country he's, he was in. Um, but it's quite, funnily enough, that's quite, a, it's like she kind of has this, there's this thing in the start about how um, she's reading a, an article about how people from the West don't know the difference between Slovakia and Slovenia and how like that really angers the locals and she kind of like vaguely thinks it might be funny that somebody might have thought that she, that's why she decided to die. You know, like, kind of, because it was just sort of left by her bed sort of thing. So it's funny that I now can't remember <laughs> where, where he actually ended up in in an institution. But the, the institution setting that he describes is based upon his actual own experience. Mm. Um, so obviously that definitely adds to the story. Um, and it's it's one of those books where it's that kind of, like... It's a very hopeful book. It's it's surprisingly uplifting given the title. <laughs> you know, you just sort of follow her going through this kind of very like, kind of the opposite of what we talked about before. You know, very kind of ordinary, everyday kinds of uh, feelings of depression. The kind of boring, not particularly kind of um shocking or kind you know you know what i mean like the kind of just the i think the the impression we get from a lot of media about it is that it's this kind of big event and sometimes in fact i would say often that's not really the case sometimes it can feel like that if you're also super anxious but sometimes it can just feel like that brain foggy everything is just the same grayness and then it's kind of boring in a really yeah. kind of specific way but he really kind of writes that in a way that makes a lot of sense and I think it's an important kind of other side to show that like there might not be these really um kind of obvious or kind of like dramatic signs of something not being right yeah so, so yeah, that one is it, it is actually a really nicely kind of uplifting book, even though the subject matter is pretty. Uh, <laughs> it kicks off immediately. Pretty, pretty heavy. Uh, pretty bad. <laughs> um, but then I suppose at least also you do like you kind of you know where it's going almost. So there's not really any spoilers in saying that. Like you know pretty immediately that that she survives and. It's this process of recovery, really. Um, but I just thought it was particularly interesting because he's really writing from his own experience in a way that a lot... I think it takes a lot of courage to do. But that also might be the same reason that, that it might be hard to read. You're still there. Hello? <laughs> Hello. Hello, I am back. 
was like, I couldn't hear you for a second. Uh, then... I was just rambling, rambling on yeah. a little bit about. <laughs> but yeah, but what I was saying is that it's interesting that he's writing as a man, having gone through that experience, mm. but writing as, as a, a woman. woman. Yeah, it decides to if do it, it. Yeah, I don't know whether there's a. I'm, this is just guesswork. I'm not basing this on anything that I've read. You know, I haven't read any interviews mm. with him. But I would imagine that there might be, in terms of, like, the process of writing it, it might make it easier to have, like, that, yeah, that, that, that sort of step distance. away. Yeah. yeah. Gives you just a bit of distance from the character. Um, I think he did write a biography as well. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Is that right, Puscat? Is that what you're telling me? He's saying yes. It was very good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard, I think. One of, the, one of the dilemmas I have is I want representation, but I don't necessarily want to read something which is obviously going to make me go, oh yeah, I remember those feelings. That's really shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, you know, have a trigger. So it's, it, I think to some extent, I would say there's maybe books that I would say to read if you have experienced mental health issues and you want an accurate representation of that and you kind of want a kind of more hopeful story or like something that makes you feel like you're you're a bit more seen in media Mm. and then there's books where I'd be like this might be good to give to somebody who doesn't understand what yeah. it's like but there doesn't necessarily have to be a sort of happy ending as it were or like a kind of more uplifting side to it like if you just want to somebody to understand the difficulties of it um but yeah I mean I think there's that's a tricky balance to get I think sometimes where you can start reading something and be like oh no actually this is too this is too familiar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then others where it's that balance is just right because there's enough differences or it's not quite as um, immersive. I mean, I think also the perspective it's written from. So like if it's first person or third person makes a difference. Yes. Yeah. I think the first person ones are always the hardest to read. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, have you got? Yeah. Do you have like? I'm just. Um, I'm struggling to come up with any that are um, modern. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Mainly because I just don't read anything. No, that's not a problem. Um, <laughs> but but start... I, I just. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to say out of the kind of ones that we usually like thinking about the normal format like do you have three that you can think of where you're like oh these ones really just made a massive impact on me in terms of like how they were written is just better or different or you know really kind of got to you in a way that that some Um, of the others didn't I think so the books of the books of Bayern series yeah that was a massive sort of thing for me to be like oh, these are sort of, you can see yourself in every single one of the characters, but also they have their own things to Mm. overcome. 
I mean, they're all sort of coming of age novels, and I read them at the age that I probably was supposed to read them. But that <laughs> stopped me from rereading them. Yeah. Um. So I'd say that series is really, really sort of nuanced way of looking at anxiety, depression, trauma, mm. um. Or just someone, <laughs> or just someone, <laughs> or just someone who doesn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily say they have a mental illness, but yeah, like they've got their you know a teenager who's at war and they're just sort of like, oh shit, this is a new um new experience for me. Yeah, like uh, the, the difference between like a a kind of a mental illness and mm. mental health problem, you know, mental health which isn't good. It's going you're going through a particular period yeah. of time, which is, I mean, I don't really know how you. <laughs> would definitely distinguish between the two i think it's quite difficult there's mm. i think it's probably a spectrum like most things where yeah. <laughs> everything sort of just bleeds into everything else um but yeah i mean i can't i will what i will say that i obviously we can't speak to something we haven't experienced mm. because i can't read something about somebody who's schizophrenic or has multiple personality disorder or borderline personality disorder or something and that I don't have experience of so because I don't know if that is an accurate representation yeah. of somebody's experience yeah. um so as I, <laughs> as I said it's it's the big three it's the uh, <laughs> anxiety depression and the PTSD trauma stuff yeah. which I can kind of be like oh, I really recognize that or no this doesn't mm. this reads like somebody who's looked it up on online <laughs> yeah just, just done a quick wikipedia of like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly um but uh yeah there's also i can't i don't know what the series is called but i can i remember that the oh can i remember what the first one called i think the first one's called grave mercy oh and it's it's um well i've not got the latest one it mm. was a trilogy and then there's a fourth book that's come out oh. but, <laughs> I, but I don't know how interlinked it is I think some characters might turn up but it's not as interlinked as the first three I think mm. and um, it's about assassin nuns ah well that sounds in, amazing <laughs> in medieval France which you know but each each book deals with like a different trauma Oh, fun! <laughs> so yeah, it's great. I mean, obviously, it's it's a it's a um, it's a romance and it's an adventure. But like the first book, I mean, actually, the first two books deal with um, sexual assault and trauma, like sexual trauma and mm-hmm. like rape and all of that sort of stuff. Um, Which comes up a lot, I think. Like in yeah. a in a genre, if you're looking at young adult, where you've got a lot of female authors and you're talking about experiences of young people it's an unfortunately common experience which means that it's also something which Definitely. which comes up a lot um so yeah there's <laughs> it's difficult isn't it because that bal- again that balance between sort of like oh i want to see that represented in a mm-hmm. way that makes sense but also you don't want it to be used in a way that feels like a plot point either exactly yeah yeah you don't want it to just be like okay and this will cause this motivation or this will or you know the big one where it you know a woman gets gets raped and then she's suddenly a lesbian because 
what is that? <laughs> is have that you ever heard of that trope? I really oh haven't. Oh my god. Wow. Oh yeah, it's, is... I, I think it's more of a male crime author thing. Wow. Where, yeah, a woman <laughs> gets raped and then suddenly she's a lesbian because <sighs> she got raped. Good yeah. lord. Yes, yeah, you know, it's uh yeah. yeah, I've clearly stayed away from those ones. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Wow. Mm. Um, that's a big wow. Yeah, I was thinking more like a kind of plot point of like a kind of using it to move a story along or yeah. to bring down a, fe- a strong female character. Yes, and, yeah. Or give them, yeah, that as if people need a traumatic motivation for things. I don't know. That, it's hard to say exactly what differentiates that from something that I feel is more legitimate and I suppose obviously that's very personal in a way like someone else might read that and be like oh no I thought that well, that, that worked it, or I think there's a whole thing about writing from experience sure and like if and I'm you know some people say but you know if I haven't experienced something that but I still want to write about it it's like you have to really question why you want to write about it yeah not had those experiences and that that's not just across mental health or you know um sexual assault it can also be like race or disability anything like that Mm. you have to really question yourself why you want to put because obviously because that means that then white people could just be like well I can only write white people then can't I yeah and then we don't want that to happen well no (laughs) because we don't want just white people to be in books because anyway like white that's not how the world is (laughs) able-bodied you know you you don't want that you but you have to do your research and I think that's where it comes down to is if if there's good representation in a book Mm that author's done their research yeah and like I think also there's this sense of yeah definitely what you said about kind of how it's written is it written out of wanting to Mm. explore a particular theme or character for the reason that you want to represent people in the world as you see it or or is it oh this is a good plot point or this makes it interesting or this makes it edgy or this you know or is it performative rather than actually nuanced definitely like do you write I suppose it's like do you write with compassion and do you really I, I think the ones that work more for me are the ones where the it feels like the characters in general are also super, super well-formed. Mm. And so their reactions make sense. They've kind yeah. of really built up this picture of what this person is like and why and, they do what they do. Yeah. And they're not just reduced to their trauma or yeah. whatever. It's it's actually they're, they're a real human being. Yeah. <laughs> other things going on in their brain. They don't just have to focus on the like on the trauma or the mental health or anything mm. like that they don't have to be focused on that all the time because you, that's you don't. not how yeah we experience can, life yeah you can sort of go through life and then suddenly something's like oh that's interesting <laughs> like that's an emotion I didn't think I would feel today but okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's you can yeah you can go for you know days without sort of thinking about it and then suddenly something will trigger it or you know it's Mm. it's not just 
it's not your personality. Yeah, it's only a part of you as it's, a person, and yeah. that has to come through in the writing and the in the character. Yeah, there's a really good quote from um, the Grave Mercy series. I really mm. can't remember what the series is called. <laughs> that's really bad of me. But it's from the third one. It's called Mortal Heart, and there's a yeah. really good quote. It's we are all of us gods and mortals made up of many pieces, some of them broken, some of them scarred, but none of them the sum and total of who we are. Oh, that's a really I think good, that's a really good sort of yeah. way of just being like, you shouldn't just focus on like the, this is in air quotes, by the way, because you can't <laughs> like the broken parts mm. of me. Like, it's that sort of, I'm an actual human being with actual feelings take me as a whole person rather than just focusing on one little bit yeah definitely yeah I think that's that's exactly right like the 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 stories that make sense where aware they've done that and therefore it all fits together and they're more than one thing that happens or yeah like one particular event doesn't just bring them down or it's not kind of um I think also it's difficult to I don't particularly want to read from a villain's perspective on that front mm. it's not something I mean I can't no thank you um it's not for me it's like I kind of get why people find it interesting and I think in a kind of sociological sense mm. understanding why people do what they do is important but I think that for the purpose of like novels again it it's there's such a tightrope to walk mm. with that and I think that it's just a bit for, like for me it's just not something that I want to read um because actually like one of my favorite authors Joanne Harris mm. uh, in the book Chocolat which is what the film's based on yes, yes um a lot of the chapters are based in the, the sort of villain's perspective and I did skip a lot of them because <laughs> I'd already seen the film <laughs> before I read yeah. the book. So I was like, well, I know what. And the film is different. But I was just a bit like, oh, I just, you know, I can't read it. I just can't. Like, it's it's quite a poisonous. I mean, because, like, and it mm. does show how well she wrote, you know, this character. Um, and he has like a, a particular redemption arc. and But I just couldn't read it. I just didn't want that voice in my head kind of thing yeah um, so that's it's an interesting one but actually she writes she's a good example of like a modern writer who there's a little bit of magic and a little bit of kind mm. of hints at maybe something a little bit mystical in her books but like a very grounded in most people's yes. idea of what yeah. reality is and and the characters all are all very well written um but my favorite of her books is actually holy fools which again has got I've nuns in that one. But... <laughs> it's it's got nuns in, so you'll like um, it. No. <laughs> I was like, nuns, nuns. sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's actually based on a story, like a his- it's sort of part historical, part completely fa- fabricated. Mm. But there is a story of a nunnery in France where kind of turn of the century where like um 
it was like a 10 year old girl who ends up being the leader of this the nunnery because of some bizarre kind of like ownership rules (laughs) so like the 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 head nun dies and then somebody needs to take over so this 10 year old girl comes and it's basically she then ends up having a regent who's supposed to help her manage the place Mm. but obviously everything goes very wrong um and the region happens, just so happens to be the uh, like the sort of con artist, proper, proper bastard who's masquerading as a priest who one of the characters mm. knew from her sort of past life of pre-nun life. Because um, it's this sort of ensemble of characters who weren't, it's not like, oh, you're pure, you can come into the nunnery. Yes, it was yeah. like oh, you know, come come here and be saved sort of situation. Mm. So they all have like their own secret stories and things. And it's really interesting looking at like the story of how they lived then and why, what brought them there and what their past was. And yeah, it's definitely a really interesting look at that. But um, and that, again, actually, funnily enough, that does have some chapters from his perspective. But there was something about... <laughs> The one in Chocolat that really got under my skin differently that I just was like, oh, I can't deal with this. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny. But yeah, I don't know. I was trying... If I could pick three of them which are very more more specifically mental health Mm. based, I would probably go with Six of Crows. Mm. um, And then... I do think Veronica Decides to Die is a good one, just for, like, both empathy, but also, like, hope is important. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, just generally. Something a bit more hopeful rather than (laughs) if you have mental health issues, that's it for you. Yeah, this is, it's shit. (laughs) The end. Oh, I wouldn't knew that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then... Oh, it's kind of difficult to pick a a sort of another one out of the plethora of. Mm. I mean, one obvious one which I know is like re- been a very recent hit is um, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Um, yeah. That's yeah. an incredible book. <laughs> I haven't read that one to be honest, and it's, it's so one of those good. ones that I keep seeing come round on the library loop. Yeah, is always uh, taken out. <laughs> mm. No, it is. It's it's. You know, it's one of those where you're like, oh, I don't want to read that because everyone's read it. And then you read it and you're like, yeah. oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> that's why everyone's read it. <laughs> yeah, that's why everyone's saying it's amazing. And it is, but it's, and it's not necessarily even a representation of a common issues that somebody might have, but it's just this, it's just very beautifully written again of a character who is super flawed, but also someone that you warm to immediately even though you're like oh god like this is just (laughs) so much you know um so much of it is it's funny and sad which works for me because that's how I deal with life too (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean yeah there's that's uh Mm. that's one that yeah. just stays with you and again it has it has a hopeful ending which isn't a fairy tale ending mm. um 
but it's it's a realistically yeah. kind of hopeful things do get better ending uh that's just remind me of one other one that i um, ah. read it's which is which is actually a modern modern uh, setting as well <laughs> <laughs> um it's called the pisces oh and um it's it's an erotica <laughs> uh we just put it put it straight in yeah. it's erotic um, put it straight in it's erotic <laughs> it's erotic there's a lot of sex in there so you know and i listen to it whilst at work <laughs> yeah <laughs> very very strange experience um <laughs> but it's about so it's got that sort of like it's it's very grounded in sort of realism. It's about a PhD student who's struggling with her thesis, yeah, and struggling with mental health and struggling with a very sort of um, toxic relationship with her ex-boyfriend, who she wants to get back together with, but also doesn't. But also, yeah, complicated. Yeah, very complicated. And it's basically her embarking on this. Um, relationship with a um merman oh who uh flops up on shore one day (laughs) (laughs) it's um it's all about her sort so she's basically in this really really sort of precarious position sort Mm. of just um funding wise for a phd mental health wise yeah and just you know life wise yeah And um, so, yeah, it's it's all about sort of like, she's sort of like, um, she finds sort of like a new sort of way to live because of this merman. Yeah. And um, a new way of looking at her PhD research. But then it's very interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> um, and... Um, but then it ends. So it ends not how you would expect it. It's not a fairy tale ending, but it's yeah. also a it's a hopeful ending. It ends with family rather than romance. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's sort of like her life sort of comes crashing down at you know obviously mm. at the pinnacle, and um, and then she has to sort of. Look, she looks back at the mistakes she's made and she realises that, you know, romance might not be the way for her to sort out her problems. It's usually a good conclusion to come to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, it's very, um, it's a very interesting book. Yeah. With, well. you know, sex in. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Which obviously is absolutely fine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah, it's a very um it's it's very surreal but yeah. also very real at the same time yeah that is <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> <laughs> you know make of it what you will fair enough yeah it really reminds me of that film the shape of water which i haven't uh, yeah, seen but which i, I was gonna say films. i've not i've not seen that. yeah I've, i watched the first about half an hour and then it got too late so i was going to bed <laughs> I was like, I'm too tired now, sorry. I just can't. <laughs> it's not your fault. I just <laughs> film. Just, just right now. <laughs> I'm so tired. No. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I don't know. I was yeah. normally we come to a natural kind of like I know that's it. Yeah, feeling of of um what we might want to talk about next week based on something that we have some yeah. <laughs> previously talked about. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe like teenageriness, mental health, and being a teenager. We spoke on that quite a bit. Yeah, because it's shit. It's, it's you really poor shit. people need all the help you can get. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Like, oh god, I can't. Like my um my cousin mm. um who is 10, 11. Oh. He's going to, um, this is his last year of primary school. He's starting high school next year. Oh. And he, we, he got, obviously my aunt got a new phone for Christmas. So she, he got her old one. Mm. And I'm like, my first phone at 10 was, you know, it was a hand-me-down, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was one of those Nokia brick phones. Like yeah. Indestructible yeah. phones. <laughs> Like, you could only play Snake on it and send a few texts. Yeah. But um, I'm like, oh, my God, his first phone's a smartphone. I genuinely don't know how to deal with that. Mm, that, like, yeah, there's so God, many It's scary, things. isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Like we said, like, trying to navigate yeah. the world as it is while also being a teenager i mean obviously yeah. especially now <laughs> well that's it it's like being a teenager was hard when we were teenagers i have no idea how people can do it now with no. social media smartphones and and then just the plague to just uh, and, little yeah and on top of you, know, yeah, you know the, the apocalypse that is happening <laughs> yeah definitely yeah that's a brilliant idea cool cool <laughs> well done, <Nicola. laughs> High five! <Yay>. <laughs> Amazing. Um, is there anything anything that you haven't said that you want to add? I have no idea. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, one thing that I will say: this is an apology from the um, previous okay. podcast we did. Um, <laughs> the the burnout book that I recommended. Yeah. It's I remember the um, authors now. It's by Amelia and Emily Nagowski. Neg- oh, cool. Nagowski, something like that. I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> terrible at pronouncing names. And also, <laughs> Amelia, who I said was a dancer, is actually a conductor. So I just wanted to straighten that out for my own conscience <laughs> before anyone started, you know, sending anything to me, which they wouldn't because I'm pretty sure, <laughs> you know. How would they find me? Well, but, uh... yeah. <laughs> that, that could be the start of your very own. <laughs> a very special book. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I just thought I would... I would sure, we'll have, we'll have more of those kinds of corrections. <laughs> just sort of like, oh, God, I said this and I didn't... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there yeah. you go. Cool. <laughs> We went to uni. We know about referencing. And I know. Shit. Yeah, we we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing! Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you for having me Yay. and listening to me ramble on about random shit. That's what we but... do. <laughs> <laughs> just what I just feel like you know. I actually get to have a conversation with someone who understands my rambling shit rather than just sort of being like, okay, let's put her to bed now. <laughs> No, no, I enjoy it. We we bounce off each other. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fab. Yep. We're both on the same wavelength. Really, other, are. and that's all that matters. Yeah, definitely. 
makes a massive difference. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Talk to you next time about being a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) All that teenagery. No, totally know about so many things. The slang, the emojis. I totally no, 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 no. It's not. It's, it's about our experience of being a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, I don't even. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pass on some kind of wisdom. Yes. <laughs> don't do it, guys. Don't. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Just skip it. Being adults much yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay. <Yeah>. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>